You're listening to Season 2 of the Live 360 Podcast with Tony Sutherland, and this is Episode 39. Hey everybody, welcome to Live 360. I'm your host, Tony Sutherland, and we've been talking about avoiding the passion assassins. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on this uh, in the introduction because I want to devote as much time as possible. We have seven more areas that will help us avoid the passion assassins. In the last episode, I talked about two ways to avoid them. I broke them all down, but just real quick, there's five different categories of passion assassins in our life, personal, physical, social, mental, psychological. I broke it down to 13 different passion assassins. They all start with the letter D. (laughs) Divorce, debt, death, disease, division, dysfunction, defeat, disappointment, discouragement, depression, and then moving into the the biggies, distress, despair, and doom. And so we're going to just pick right back up and talk about the other seven ways that we can avoid the passion assassins. The first two were plug into life. Anything that you can do to plug into life. I'm not talking about things that bring you a false sense of life like drugs and alcohol and and promiscuous relationships and just going off the deep end, going crazy. You're not going to find life there. Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And then number two is to pursue right relationships, not just relationships you're comfortable with, but even those people that you need to speak into your life. You know, Psalms 1, 1 through 3, Proverbs 13 and 20, 2 Corinthians 6 and 14, 1 Corinthians 15, 33, 2 Titus 2 and 22 tell us that pursuing right relationships will help us veer way far away from the wrong relationships and get on the path to pursuing right relationships. So let's pick up with the other seven ways to avoid the passion assassins. And by the way, if this is your first time to live 360, want to encourage you to subscribe to the channel. I mean, subscribe to the podcast, man, I'm doing YouTube and podcast. I'm all mixed up here. Subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review and then share this podcast with one or two people in your life that need to hear what you're hearing today. So let's jump into it and excited to talk more about avoiding the passion assassins. All right, number three, pull away from distractions. Pull away from distractions. You know, the the problem with distractions is that distractions don't look like distractions until they finish distracting you. Distractions can lead to destruction. And I'm not talking about your eternal salvation. I'm talking about the destruction of the quality of your life. Your salvation is set. Your eternal salvation is fixed. It's forever. It cannot be undone. But the decisions we make on this planet can affect our temporary circumstance and situation in drastic ways. If you get in the car with a drunk driver You could end your life here on earth. You wake up in heaven one day, but if you make a wrong decision down here, 
you get with the wrong people, you do something, you can destroy your marriage, you can destroy your career, you can destroy your relationships, your finances. I always say if you're on your way to heaven, you don't have to live like hell to get there. Let heaven come down into your life and change your life. But if you're distracted in life, it can ultimately lead to destruction and on the way, drain every bit of passion that you have. If you want to make traction in your life, you must remove distraction from your life. You're never going to get traction. You know, Proverbs 17 and 22 says the discerning sets his face toward wisdom. Watch this. But the eyes of a fool are on the ends of the earth. You know, if you're a discerning and a focused person, you're going to set your face on good decisions, making wise decisions, pursuing godly relationships like we talked about last time and making good choices. Again, you're not held to your worst decisions and worst choices and worst moments or your deepest and saddest regrets. Thank God for that. But it's, it's time to make some positive change in your life to get headed toward that way. So a discerning person, a person, a wise person pursuing wise people, wise situation is going to set his face toward wisdom. But the eyes of a fool, a foolish person are on the ends of the earth. You're distracted by everything. You're distracted by activities and hobbies. And at a certain point in your life, you're going to have to stop playing and start really getting serious about your life. It's okay to have hobbies. We're going to talk about that in some of the ways that we can avoid the passion assassins in our future points. But you have got to pull away from distraction. There's things that are pulling away pulling you away from your why. You have to follow your why. Why were you born? Why were you created? What is your purpose? And you have to follow that. It will change your daily schedule. It'll change your friendships. It'll change your lot. It'll change everything in your life when you find out what your why is. This will help you learn how to separate the important from the urgent. You know, so many things in our life distract us because we think they're important. But once you really get serious about your why, why you were created, what you were born for, what your purpose is, what your calling is. When you find out your why, you will learn how to weed out even important things to tend to the urgent, the things that will lead you toward the goals that you've set for your life. And it'll help you stop answering certain phone calls and returning every text and signing up for every meeting and every activity and every job. When you find out your why, you start learning how to put out the things that distract you and it gives you energy to pursue the things that are in front of you that need to be done to help you finish and fulfill your why in life. You'll start eliminating time wasters. I remember when I was a young man, I was in my 30s, I started getting addicted to gaming. My son got a PlayStation for Christmas one year and I, I was kind of playing them too. And I had a game and I got really addicted to it. And I remember one time my family went on a, on a little break and I had to stay home and work. I couldn't go with them. And I found myself playing this one video game in my early 30s for 10 hours one day. And I, I sat there and I thought, what is happening to me? This is not right. I knew it wasn't right. It wasn't a sin, but it was a distraction. It was taking precious time away from me to do the things that are important. This was a time waster. And I remember my wife came home. It was a, a couple weeks later. We're watching late night TV and there was a TV preacher on the, on the station and he was looking out in the camera and he says, whatever you're doing, that's wasting time. Stop and pray. 
And I remember looking at him thinking, man, I hope my wife isn't picking up on this. And sure enough, she looked over at me and she said, mm-hmm. <laughs> and guess what? He was talking to me. And you know what? That was the last time I ever played a video game. I mean it. I a cold turkey. And some of you guys need to stop doing stuff cold turkey. You know, you know you need to. It's time to stop playing games. It's time to get serious about your why. Pull away from distractions. You need to detoxify. You know what detoxify means? It means detach from the toxic. You know, in our generation right now, as you're listening to this, I don't know how long ahead or how far away from this episode you're listening, but in our time right now, politics has become a very toxifying agent to drain the passion from your life. I'm just telling you, you need to make a clean break from some political things, folks. God tells us to make a break from things that cause toxicity in our life. I made a decision this year in 2021 that I'm not going to watch the news all year long. Now, I know I'm going to see it. It's going to be on social media. It's going to be on a TV in some restaurant somewhere. I'm going to be sitting in an airport and I'm going to see the news on the, the, the prompter screens and someone else is going to be talking about politics. There's going to be discussions, but guess what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play the Heisman Trophy. I'm going to play the Heisman. Have you ever seen the Heisman Trophy? <laughs> it's the Heisman. For those of you who are listening internationally, the Heisman Trophy is uh, awarded somewhere around early December each year to the, the most outstanding football player in college football. It usually is right around before the postseason bowl games. And if you've ever seen the Heisman Trophy, he's got his hand covering the ball, like holding the ball. He's got his knee kicked up and his hand pushed out to the side. It's like he's saying, can't touch this. Like he's, he's avoiding a tackler. That's basically what the trophy looks like. He's avoiding something. He's stepping over something. And I decided when I think about avoiding politics, man, I'm going to be like the Heisman Trophy, y'all. I'm going to a sidestep, can't touch this, get out of my way. The scriptures say in Proverbs 7 and 14, 17 and 14, the beginning of strife is like letting out water. So abandon the quarrel before it breaks out. Man, you cannot get more obvious and more clear cut than that. How about 2 Timothy 2.24? The Lord's bondservant must not be quarrelsome, but be kind to all, able to teach, patient when wronged. You know, politics has drawn the worst out of some of us. We want to fight on the drop of a hat about certain political issues and, and, and things in our society and culture. We're ready to fight. And we even justify it as standing up for the truth. Guys, you know, just admit it. Girls, admit it. God is not calling us to political siding. How do I know? Proverbs 20 and 3, keeping away from strife is an honor for a man, but any fool will quarrel. So guess what I've decided to do? I don't have time for my passion to drain out. I need as much as I can get. I'm 53 and I find myself getting a little bit more tired and cranky and annoyed in my older age. So guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to avoid the passion assassin you know what, if something happens and I need to find out about it, if a hurricane's coming, if the, if the apocalypse is, is, is upon us for real, I'll find out about it somehow. 
Someone will tell me, but I'm avoiding politics in the news. I'm just not watching it anymore. I know. Tony, don't you need to be informed? I'll be informed. I got the Holy Spirit. It's an alarm in my heart. I trust it. I'll find out. But I am avoiding the passion assassin of politics because it's toxifying to my spirit. I've, I've just decided to intentionally look, intentionally look away from some things this year. When my son was about four years old, there were just certain things that we would not allow him to watch. You know, we're trying to be good parents. And I remember we were in a blockbuster. If you can remember what blockbusters are, you are old. But we were in a blockbuster. It was an old video store. I think there's one left open somewhere in the United States. I'm not sure. It's in the Midwest somewhere. But Blockbuster used to be where we got our videos. And they were in VHS cassettes and then DVDs. And then, you know, the Internet broke out and streaming services and DirecTV. And pretty soon you you couldn't buy videos anymore. It was an obsolete item. Um, But we were in 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 a blockbuster and my son and I were in line. I was renting a movie. I can't remember what it was. And my son looked over and he saw one of these movies and on, on a shelf. And, and it was one of those that, you know, we didn't allow him to watch. And he tapped me on the shoulder and, and he said, dad, dad, I went, what? And he pointed at the video and then he looked at it and then he snapped his head back toward me. He says, "Wook away, dad, Wook away, <laughs> Wook away, Wook away. Uh, and, uh, I thought, I've thought about that so often. That's, how I want to be. I want to snap my head back from things that are distracting me and draining me and taking my joy away and taking my life away and draining passion out of my life. And I just want to look at it and snap my head around at somebody and say, "Wook away, Wook away. That needs to be your theme song. Wook away. It's not a resolution. It's a life choice. And I'm telling you, man, there are Now more than ever, no matter where you look, there's some kind of media, some kind of forum, some kind of uh, event that is looking to drain the passion out of you. A passion assassin. Pull away from things that distract you. I don't have time, energy, or passion to waste on quarreling and arguments. The Bible says to put away all quarreling and striving because therein does every evil thing exist. This year, our church went on a seven-day social media fast. And then the next week was fasting negative words. Man, you talk about getting your passion back. Get off social media for seven days unless you have to post for your business or whatever. And then avoid negative words. Fast negative thoughts and negative words. 1 Corinthians 6 and 12 is pretty clear. Everything is permissible for me, but not everything is beneficial. Everything is permissible for me, but I will not be mastered by anything. And if you give in to too many distractions, they'll control your life. You know, I know some people that can't live without arguing. I know some people, and I've been, at, I've been there too, where it's like, you know, my wife and I were having a discussion a few months ago. I'd like to say this was a few years ago, but it was a few months ago. And she says, I never thought (laughs) that you would be the middle-aged grumpy man talking about politics all the time. You know, we, again, you got to have godly relationships around you, people that you are accountable to and people that will hold you to truth and speak loving truth into your life. 
even if it's in a side conversation. That's why if you're around the right people in your life, even those side comments can have massive impact in your life. Pull away from distractions. Be like the Heisman Trophy. Can't touch this. I'm out. I'm slipping away. No, sir. And make Listen, don't worry about offending people all the time. Sometimes people just need to be offended a little bit by your decisions. Don't be a people pleaser and be involved and get your nose into every discussion. Don't be dragged into uh, quarrels and drama. Pull away from distractions because distractions can lead you to destruction. They don't look like distractions until they finish distracting you. So number three. To avoid the passion assassins, pull away from distractions. Hey guys, I just want to take a short little break here in the middle to remind you to subscribe to this podcast, leave us a review, give us five stars, man, just do it. And then share this with one or two other people that need to hear what you're listening to right now. You know, um, let's help some others patch up some of those areas where the passion is drained out. Let's get our joy and our mojo back and our energy back. And let's be all God wants us to be this year. And let's make some positive, proactive decisions to live the 360 life, discovering how to have peace and joy all around you all the time as much as possible because you need it. We live in a crazy world. So let's jump back into the different ways that we can avoid the passion assassins. All right, number four, and this is a little bit more on the lighthearted side, but it really will help seal up some of those places where you you drain joy and you drain life and you drain your passion out. Number four is praise others. Praise others. And I would even add the word often on that. Praise others often. First Peter 2 and 17 says, honor all people, love the brotherhood, love the sisterhood. Um. You know, so often jealousy and envy can be a passion assassin that falls into the area of personal, you know, the categories we talked about earlier being, you know, division, dysfunction, envy and jealousy are major dysfunction starters. It causes you to compare yourself and actually it's a symptom of comparing yourself. You don't feel like you're good enough or the gifts you have aren't good enough or what you've been given is good enough and you feel like God wasn't wise and his sovereignty was wrong so he gave other people talent in areas that you don't and he gave them looks that you don't have and you start to you start to you don't notice the good things that God has done in your own life. You got to stop comparing yourself to others. You've got to actually be proactive in praising others, lifting others up, encouraging others. Praising others often is what I found one of the best ways to proactively combat that passion drainer of jealousy and envy. And you know, if you can't genuinely praise others, then pray for them until you can. Some of you have got some bitter angst against some people in your life. And did you know the anger and the bitterness and the jealousy and the envy that you have toward them is controlling you? Do you want that to control you anymore? No, you don't. You want to be free from it. So you have to learn how to combat it with the weapons of love and encouragement. You know, I just want to encourage you to get outside yourself for a while. You know, the best way to have joy 
is J-O-Y, Jesus, others, and yourself. Joy, getting the joy out of life, putting things in their proper place. When you put Jesus in his place, he'll put everything else in its place. And the best way to put things in their place is Jesus, others, and yourself. You know, you got to detox from selfishness. You just got to get out of yourself because when you start becoming self-absorbed, you allow jealousy and envy and angst and bitterness and anger to control you. One of the best ways you can combat that is to praise others, encourage others, lift and edify and build up others. That means you're going to have to look for some positive and some strengths in people. I have a little mantra I like to live by that helps me. Look for the good in every place and every face. Look for the good in every place and every face. You know, you can find good in people when you look, because whatever you look for, you're going to find. If you're looking for the bad in somebody, you're going to find it. But if you look for the good in somebody, you're going to find it. You're going to focus on the good in others. And when you see the good, praise it. Be genuine about it. Don't just do it out of a insincerity, but sincerely look for the good in people and sincerely compliment them. You know, you know, some people feel connected when you compliment them. You know, um, I know a friend in my life, every time you get around this guy, he's always saying something good about you. It's a natural gift that he has. And I've learned from that. You connect with people by complimenting others. Find something good, man. Look at those shoes, man, dude. Those shoes are awesome. Where'd you get those? Make it about them. Look at the person and make the conversation about them. You'll win more friends. You'll influence people. When you look for the good in every place and every face, detoxify yourself from selfishness. It takes a strong person to be selfless. People say, I want to be strong. Well, then start being selfless because weak people focus on themselves. And I want to be like that. Guys, all this stuff works on me. This isn't just stuff I'm pointing at. I'm not pointing my finger at you. This all comes back toward me. It's very important. Praising others, honoring people, loving others. You know, you have to learn how to dial in your own personal tone and positive approach. You got to talk to yourself before you come into a room. Dial it in. How am I, what is the tone of my life And what is the positive approach that I'm bringing into this situation? Because when you, and and to do that, you're focused on others. When you focus on others, you've already dialed in your approach. It's finding the good in every place and every face. Don't compare yourselves to others. Come on, get your joy back, folks. J-O-Y. Jesus, others, and yourself. Praise others. That's a good way to avoid the passion assassins. All right. Number five, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time here because I think it's pretty obvious and self-explanatory. Number five, practice good habits, practice good habits. You know, this pandemic for me has become a fat demic. I'm just going to be honest with you, man. I was in the best shape of my life before all this happened in 2020. And man, I just gave in and ate My exercise went out the window and I spent a year gaining weight. All right. So this is where I am right now. So I'm preaching to myself, guys. Number five, practice good habits. Sluggishness, lack of energy, your clothes being too tight can drain the passion, can assassinate the passion. Man, so you know what, guys? It's time for me to get back on it. It's time for me to get back on the diet and exercise and supplements. Good health habits. You got to get sleep. 
I've done a little research on sleep. I did this a few years ago and I found out that, you know, if you don't get good sleep in your life, at least seven to eight hours of sleep, the sleep thief will take it from you in the most unexpected moments. You'll be sitting at a desk or even worse in your car and sleep will seize you. You know, that's why we can have those temporary blackouts. Like, would you say again? Because you actually, your mind went to sleep while your eyes were open. They say, if you don't get enough sleep, you can make 10 times more mistakes every day. So practice good habits, practice good health habits, sleep habits, practice good financial habits, you know, debt. It's a, it's a passion assassin. And you know, a lot of anxiety that we suffer from is caused by things. So you can rid yourself of a lot of fear and anxiety by practicing good financial habits. You know, cut up those credit cards if they're stealing your joy. Matthew 5 and 30 says, if your right arm offends, you cut it off. If your credit card offends, you cut it. Cut your credit card. Stay off of online shopping. Don't get dragged into things that bring you debt. So really short. I don't want to spend a lot of time here because we could go into a full podcast about these things. Practice good health habits, good sleep habits, and good financial habits. And it'll be one of the powerful ways that you can certainly seal up, guard yourself, and avoid the passion assassins. Hey guys, that's all the time we have left for today. Want to remind you here at the end to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review, find that little place there on Apple Podcasts where you can subscribe and leave a review and share it with one or two other people in your life. I hope this is helping you and and motivating you to avoid the passion assassins that are out there. We've got one more episode and want to encourage you right now to put these things into practice. Don't just listen to it, but But do it. Don't be hearers of the word, but be doers too. And uh, until next time, we'll see you.